You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for Plano Pulse with your hosts, Jamie Jolly and Lamont Thomas. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse, recorded here at the Plano Chamber office located in the Legacy Texas Business Center. I'm Jamie Jolly, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Lisa Smith, 2019 Board Chair-Elect of the Plano Chamber, filling in today for our Chair, Lamont Thomas. Thanks for joining us again today, Lisa. It's been great having you as our co-host. Lamont will be back with us for our next episode, but we're excited to have you with us again for today's conversation. Well, before we introduce you to our very special guest, we'd like a moment to share a message from the sponsor of today's episode, Rose Food Service. So chances are, if you're a regular attendee of Plano Chamber events and receptions, you've already sampled some of the delicious food and reception treats that Rose Food Services specializes in. There are so many great things on their menu, but our team at the Chamber has a favorite. It would be the chocolate cake. It's really amazing. And they don't just do events. They also offer private event catering, provide school lunches for more than 400 Plano ISD students on a weekly basis, and so much more. And if you don't have any parties to plan but still want a great meal and you happen to be out by the Collin County Courthouse in McKinney, be sure to stop in for their cafe and enjoy lunch with Steve. Be sure to ask for Steve and he'll take great care of you. Learn more by visiting rosecateringplano.com or calling 469-443-0406. Great, thanks Jamie. Thanks again to our friends with Rose Food Service for sponsoring today's episode. And at this time, it's my pleasure to introduce you to two very fun people who are great friends. You might know them from their involvement in one of the many organizations they support and have supported for many years, such as the Planner Chamber, Rotary, or Planner Symphony Orchestra. Or maybe they helped you book your last vacation. They're one of our favorite Plano couples. Please welcome Tammy McSwain, President, and Steve McSwain, Chief Operating Officer of Art of Travel. Thank you for, for having, having us. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. We're Great. glad to have welcome. you all. So this will be fun. And um, we'll start by just, do you mind telling us a little bit, telling our listeners a little bit about Art of Travel and uh, kind of your history and how the business came to be? So Tammy's mother started the agency uh, back in 1980 uh, with a OAG, uh, flight schedule book, a telephone, and hand-wrote airline tickets. Wow. It's uh, evolved. Yeah, humble beginnings. Just a little bit. Uh, And so we've evolved today. Um, Actually, uh, Tammy's father came to work in the business about five years later. Uh, She came to work in the business about another five or seven years after that. I came to work in the business another couple years after that. So flash forward 39, almost 40 years to today, and we um, have evolved to specialize in three uh, verticals of travel. So corporate, leisure, and groups. Um, corporate is day, uh, day-to-day business travel for companies that are individual salespeople to some people uh, of our clients have as many as 20,000 employees. They have 1,000 travelers. They need to manage that. Um, you don't just say, hey, go find the cheapest airline deal and hotels. So there's contract negotiations, compliance, uh, policy management, policy development, all those types of things. So it, it gets very complex. Um, mm-hmm. Leisure is just like it sounds. People take on vacations, so cruises, um, a lot of um, you know celebration events, so uh, anniversaries, honeymoons, that type of thing. So and then uh, groups are primarily incentive programs, so corporate uh, uh, award programs. You hear about making the President's yeah. Club and that type of stuff. Taking yeah. that, you get to go to Hawaii and that type of thing. So that's more of a party 
planning type business. So I say we speak three different languages. Corporate is very uh, management consulting. Leisure is very personal. And groups is more of like an event type business. Very fun. Exactly. Well, we're living in the age of social media. So with Instagram and travel bloggers and, and all of the social media, what impact has that had on the travel industry and your business specifically? It's interesting. So long ago, everybody said, oh, the internet must be killing your business. The internet must be killing your business. And of course, in the very beginning, you had that fear, just like everybody else has a fear in their own, you know, if you own your own business. And honestly, as those things have evolved, especially now the social media, the travelers, the Instagram, it's really done nothing but help our business. You look at Instagram and you see this fabulous picture in Iceland or on a beach or in Bali or wherever, and it just makes you want to go. And then it actually kind of brings us an educated consumer. Sure. They're able to do their own research, kind of yeah. get some good ideas. I want to go there. there. Yeah. 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 Know where so they want to go. It, yeah. it actually, at the end of the day, has made a good impact and certainly not a negative. Awesome. So each of you, um, in your own right, great business people, each bring something unique to the table. And we love seeing you come together as a great Plano power couple. But let's be honest, what's it really like working with your spouse on a day-to-day basis? Any, all any day tips? Long. I know. <laughs> yeah, everybody says all day long. And it is not uncommon for Steve to come in and go, have you had that on all day? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't ride to work together. We, it, the, uh, we do two totally separate things actually in the office intentionally. We learned that from my parents, sure. that you take a role, I take a role, and it does make us more successful. Um, but we de- we try to separate it, and we're blessed enough to go to lunch together every day. That's great. That's, that's, that's the great. most we see each other. A lot of times I see her at lunch, I'm like, oh, you look great, but that's the first time I saw her. Right. Our offices are literally at two polar ends of, of our space. So yeah. um, I, I come in earlier usually, and she stays later usually. So we just, everything's staggered. Well, it's kind that's of funny. Great. I, I had a chance to work in my family business. My dad had an air conditioning business and my sister and I worked for my father. And the biggest thing I noticed was we would go on family vacations or have holidays and we caught ourselves sitting around doing nothing but talking about work. And so we purposely had to say, okay, this is vacation and we're not going to talk about the office. (laughs) But it gets a little tricky. Of course, when you're on vacation, that's kind of your office too, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Anytime we get on an airplane, it's work. Yeah. We don't take it home. I mean, generally speaking, we do not discuss work at the dinner table. Yeah. That's great. That's good advice. Okay, what's the one thing you wish the average person knew about the travel, or understood better about the travel industry? Well, it's kind of like to Tammy's point earlier that, um, you know, there's a perception that, okay, I didn't know travel agencies, and really travel agencies as they were, uh, do not, they no longer exist. It's really more of a professional travel planning and maintenance and contract negotiations. So it's really kind of comparing what we do, at least within our organization, uh, to any other professional service, whether it be a consultant, a CPA, or an attorney. Not everybody needs those people. I mean, you can mm-hmm. you can file your own taxes, you can rep- represent yourself in uh, small claims court, um, you don't really need an attorney, you don't need an accountant, but if you have complex, expensive, or very important uh, travel needs, um, then you need somebody like us. I mean, it's, it's not uncommon for somebody to buy a $100,000 vacation. Um, it's typically multi-generational, it's a retired executive, um, and they budget a certain amount of money to travel with their family. Well, they're not going to an online travel agency and spending that kind of money when it's that valuable to sure. them. Um, and if you have, like I said earlier, if you have 100 or more travelers um, that uh, work for your company, 
you know, they're all going to do five or six different things. You don't know if they're getting the best possible price or if they're traveling outside of um, policy compliance, right? So if they need to have an um, approval for a ticket above $400, that type of thing. So we're kind of the gatekeeper. Um, so we charge for our services, but we save them more than what we charge, just like a professional consultant right. or an accountant. You know, they don't work for free, but if they charge you X, but they start save you 2X, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on the group, same thing. Uh, you don't just... You know, in the olden days, if you're taking 10 people to go play golf or whatever, that's fine. That's not a big deal. But if you're taking, you know, we had a group uh, in December, it was 2,000 travelers, and we took wow. two hotels exclusively. We had 28 personnel just for security, um, former Navy SEALs. Um, so you're managing, you know, table decor and theme development and, you know, coming up with a, a logo for the program, um, managing security personnel. You know, that gets really complicated. So if you if you are doing the... You know, the two foursomes at the local golf course, yeah, you don't need us. But if you have a complex and or expensive or valuable travel need, then you need us. Sure. So how many on your staff? 28 full-time. But like I said, we, we do hire in-destination staff, in staff for specific uh, programs. So we have some that we regularly frequent, um, obviously Riviera Maya, um, Europe. And we've, we've had relationships with certain uh, other suppliers in destination for 30 and 40 years, uh, and they're, they're second generation suppliers. So, you know, Tammy's parents knew their parents. And so, um, you know, it's, it would, the, the cost of, or barrier of entry for our, what we do, it, it would almost be impossible to start what we do now. Uh, it's really evolved over um, several, several years. And kind of grown into the business it is today. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it, and there are people that in, are in different verticals of ours. So there are lo- much larger corporate agencies that are megas and it's all, you know, it's, it's very impersonal. Um, there are larger leisure agencies that only do leisure and there are larger event companies that only do events. Um, the unique part of our business, and it's, and it's to be honest with you, it's, it's admired by a lot of our peers, is um, our blend of the three. Yeah. Because one market might be down while another one is, is up. So for instance, in 2008, when the economy uh, was suffering, well, the first thing that goes is incentive trips. So the people that were strictly in the incentive program business went out of business. And when the yeah. economy came back, a lot of those clients were looking for them and ended up coming to us. So our incentive business grew rapidly. That's great. And, and it's funny, the economy's down and the incentive business goes away, but those corporate clients go knocking on more doors. So that business picks up. Your leisure business might drop because people are trying to save their pennies because it's election season but the corporate business doesn't, but it can die. I mean, it's, it, it, we are very lucky to have not put it's all so our eggs in one basket. Yeah, that's, great. that's great. So take a moment, look into the future. What do you see in store for your business in the next five to 10 years? It sounds like you've gone through a lot of change and evolution since you all started almost 40 years ago, but what do you see in the next five to 10 years? Well, we, I would say right now, and it would probably be just a, an evol- evolution of what we do already, and that is um, you know, technology. We have two apps in the uh, App Store. Um, so one is for leisure travel. So you have an electronic itinerary, um, and it's dynamic, so it changes. Uh, if your flight changes or your restaurant reservations were uh, confirmed or your upgrade request was confirmed. So even though people still like to have printed material, you can, you know, we download an app. It's also a travel diary. Right, so people love to talk about their trips. You know, the mm-hmm. first thing they do when they get back is, "Oh, I went to Nassau, or I did this, or I did that," and now they have they can show the pictures of where they went, and then kind of catalogs it for indefinitely. So if you say, oh, "What was that restaurant we went to in Avignon, France, five years ago?" It's on your app, uh, and you can tell someone about it. Um, so people love to talk about that. So we embrace cool. technology that way, and then the other app is for groups. 
So the, the benefit there is we print out uh, group documents for everyone and they all look good and it's quality paper and shiny and it's great, but nobody leaves it. You know, nobody takes it to the swimming pool with them. Yeah. Everyone has their <laughs> pool. Everyone has their phone at the pool. So if, for instance, uh, we had a welcome cocktail reception that was going to be on the lawn by the swimming pool and it starts raining and we need to change it, um, we can send out a push notification to everyone and say, hey, we're going to ballroom A instead of the pool. Um, and you know it has a, a map of the resort on it. It can tell you where to walk there. So I mean, embracing technology, I think, is um, taking some of the OTAs, OTAs are online travel agencies, taking some of the technology that they use, but integrating it really with a personal touch and a professional consultant. That's great. So what's the top leisure destination right now? Tam? It's always Italy. It's, kinda, it's, it's always it's, Italy. Yeah. Um, is it? Oh, it yeah. Always. But, you know, obviously, more remote destinations are always something that people try to push into. You know, they want to go to the Bali, the Maldives, the Seychelles, Tahiti, you know, more in Iceland. It also depends on budget and uh, length of time. So, you know, most, you know, casual travelers uh, from our area are a Thursday, Sunday trip, right? right. Three nights. And it's, yeah. so it's got to be close and it's reasonably priced. You yeah. probably are taking your kids with you, you know, the typical husband, wife, two children, and uh, they only have a weekend. Um, so so obviously there is Mexico and the Caribbean because it's close, it's inexpensive. It's easy. Yeah. yeah, so Riviera Maya, Cancun, and um, Cabo are very popular. Mm -hmm. So what about for the corporate groups, for the larger groups, what's the... Well, uh, I would say also Caribbean for sure, and some Mexico because of, of bang for your buck, um, but also Europe uh, and Canada are, are very popular. Um, so, and it also depends on where the company is based. So, some of the, we do several um, Fortune 500 uh, publicly traded companies, their incentive trips, and they're, they're located everywhere. So, you know, Mexico is not necessarily close for them because they may be up in the Northeast. Um, so we did do a large program last year for a um, one of the largest home builders in the United States, and it was in um, it was in Vancouver, Canada. So, uh, and it also depends on the time of year, right? So, yeah. <laughs> and I would say that's evolved too. Used to in the olden, you know, in the past. I don't want to say olden days, but uh, you know, people uh, incentive season was strictly spring or fall because people travel personally in the, the summer and they um, do holidays at home. Yeah. But that's changed. Um, our busiest month for incentive program is December now. Um, and the reason for that is a lot of our business are home builders and people are not buying I houses know. in yeah, December. Yeah, business right? is slower then. Right. That makes sense. That's yeah. interesting. Well, uh, we have some more great questions for Steve and Tammy about their world travels. But first, let's take a quick break for a message from the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse, Legacy Texas. I want a commercial banker who really gets me. Scratch that. I want a commercial banker who really gets it done. At Legacy Texas, we get it. Really. You expect your banker to understand your needs. It's how they deliver on them that makes the difference. At Legacy Texas, we have the capital and experience you need to seize opportunities as they arise. So whether you're an entrepreneur or a CEO, you can count on us to get it done for you and your business. Legacy Texas, change your mind about banks. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're here today with Tammy and Steve McSwain with Art of Travel. Thanks again for joining us today. It's our pleasure. So let's uh, start this segment with a question for both of you. Tammy, the Plano Chamber was very fortunate to have your leadership as board chair in 2012. You were a great boss, by the way. <laughs> and now, Steve, you're currently serving on the board as vice, uh, first vice chair. What is it that drew you both to step up into leadership roles with this organization, with the Chamber of Commerce? 
I think we've always obviously been involved in the community. It's been very important. And I remember when I got the call saying, would you like to serve on the board of the chamber? Everything that I had done involvement wise was always within my, you know, personal travel organizations or my children. And it, it's been, it was such a out of my realm, mm -hmm. but in a great way to get involved in this part of the community and has made me get involved in a whole lot more than I would have. Mm -hmm. I think it was really um, kind of ingrained in Art of Travel. Uh, we started business 39 years ago and we have been Plano Chamber of Commerce members for 39 years. So That's next right. year is a big milestone for us, uh, celebrating both our 40th year in business, always in Plano, um, and actually in two different office buildings. Uh, and also our 40th year with the chamber. So it's really given back to the business community that's been so good to us. Yeah, well, and I know, you know, Tammy, your father, Larry, has been a great ambassador and extremely involved in our organization. And um, what do you think you, going back to when you were chair, what do you think is the most memorable from your year as chair? Um, I think this doing the strategic plan was definitely something that had been done before, but not in the depth and timeline detail that we were lucky enough to achieve with a great group of people. And Jamie coming on shortly before I was chair was certainly an awesome asset for me. Well, that was, it was a fun time. It was during a lot of transition and change and we were coming out of a recession and going into a really neat chapter for the chamber. So thank you for being chair. Mm. Okay. Well, I know neither of you are Plano natives, but I know you got here as soon as you could. <laughs> but Timmy, I remember you telling me a great story once about uh, Plano General Hospital, now known as Medical City Plano, and it was the end of this dirt road, which, which I travel that road as well. <laughs> Things have changed quite a bit since then. So how's it been to watch Plano evolve over the years? And, and what about that growth do you find the most exciting? It is, the growth is crazy. When we moved to Plano, I was, little girl and there were 500 people that lived west of Central Expressway and now there's, you know, <laughs> almost 300,000. 300, so, you know, it's, but it brings back so many great memories that, you know, the place where we had our rehearsal dinner is, you know, basically where La Madeline was and, you know, just stuff that is, but it wouldn't be the founding fathers of Plano made this place and in, in incredible. <laughs> yes place to live, the, the, the forethought, and you look at Legacy West or Le and EDS and all of those things, I was fortunate enough to live here and watch blossom. Yeah. Then another thing about Plano General, which is Medical City of Plano, both of our children were born there. Really? Mm, That's yeah. great. Because yeah. I think the story was something like you were riding in the back of your... I learned how to ride my bike, clearly not very well, and um, needed stitches, and yeah. we <laughs> lived right by Haggard Farm at 15th and Custer. and. The, it was paved until you hit Independence, and the hospital obviously was at 15th and Coit, and it was a dirt road from, you could see the hospital, but That's it was funny. a dirt road from yeah. Independence to Coit. Yeah, yep. So um, we've talked a lot of shop today, but let's let's talk a little bit about how did Tammy and Steve meet back, back in the day? 
Uh, as you would envision, uh, just like in the 80s, uh, at the mall. Oh, there you go, at the mall. I love it. Valley View Mall. Yeah, wow. Just, we yep. did both work there. We weren't loitering. Yeah. Uh, That's good to know. Right. That was fun to do back then. Yeah, it was fun to do. Valley, we we, we yeah. did our fair share of loitering. But mm -hmm. I um, you know, went to all-girls Catholic school and was wise enough to uh, get a job in a men's clothing store. And um, Steve worked at Sanger Harris and uh, came and shopped. Wow. Yep. yep. And uh, so we went to prom together. We did. And we've been married this month, actually, it'll be 29 years. Mm -hmm. Our first date was Top Gun in when the it was, movie theater. When it was originally in the movie theater May in 1986. Yeah. That is awesome. Wow. So and we've grown up together. Yeah. Yeah, you have. And now your two kiddos, any, any travel future plans for them as far as in the travel industry? You know, uh, they're 25 and 22 years old, so I don't think they Not really yet. know what yeah. they want to do. I will tell you that they're both very engaged. Um, our daughter works for a law firm, so she, um, uh, but she's also in charge of recruiting, so she she plans events. So it, it's similar to what our, our group business does. Uh, so she uh, asks for advice sometimes on things and also will provide her advice, sometimes ask for and sometimes not. But uh, <laughs> and, but our son also is very, uh, I mean, they it's in their blood. They, they First of all, they enjoy traveling, and they still enjoy traveling with us, which Knock is... Knock on wood. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think it's too soon to tell. Sure. That might come over time after they've gone out into the real yeah, world and experienced... I mean, I, I yeah. worked in retail out of, you know, in college, out of college, and they said... You know, you really should do this, and I was like, "Why? I like you." Yeah. And obviously, I <laughs> I, I gave it a shot, and it's the best shot I ever had. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, I know you've traveled extensively all over the world, so we we wanted to get a quick speed round of questions on travel. So, most romantic city? I'll let Tammy answer this. Uh, Tahiti. <laughs> which is not a city, but Tetiaroa, if we have to be specific. It's uh, the Brando Resort, uh, Marlon Brando's private island. Um, wow. And uh, our former president spent six weeks there writing his memoirs afterwards. And it's it's very exclusive, very private. It's four to one uh, staff to guest wow. ratio. It's it's Magic. a one of a kind place. That's, That's neat. Cool. Most underrated city? I think Lisbon, Portugal. I think the bang for your buck, um, uh, the experience, it's got a lot of old world history, the food and wine, the people, and it's uh, a great value. Okay, that's awesome. Next big travel destination. What's, what's, the, ne what's the next trendy place? I, I don't know that I would call a destination per se, but I, one of the big deals right now that we're seeing a whole lot of is volunteerism instead of actually going on a trip. So you can, you know, when, when we went on safari, for instance, we went one day and worked in an orphanage. And people do that in Costa Rica. They, mm -hmm. you know, we've got people that go and build bikes for kids in Mexico. And it, it's, it, it's something that obviously you wanna give back, you give back in your daily life and you're blessed enough to go on vacation and you'd like to give back in that destination as well. Well, and I think too, I love to travel and it always, it, it pains you though when you go to some of these communities and they're beautiful and you, you're there as a tourist and you see though the, the lifestyle that they're living in, in that local economy and it's very different than what you and I are used to in Plano, Texas. And so I can see where that would be something that you feel like you're able to leave behind and, and do something better than the way you found it, you know, as far as And a lot of the multi-generational trips that we plan for families and that Steve brought up earlier with the, you know, retired exec bringing 
his children and his grandchildren. And it's not uncommon. And he's saying, you know, something in the world today that we need a little more of is people realizing that other people need help. Yeah. They need it in their own community and they need it. Exactly. So that's great. Okay. Number one, travel tip. Carry on. Don't check your bag. Uh, I can go to Europe for a week with a carry-on. I uh, can't. Tammy? <laughs> I'm not here. I, I can't. Very I can't see Tammy I can if I, I can't have see to, but, you know, sunscreen and... and, and that can be bought in and destination. And beauty products are, are my... Uh, and shoes are a little bit of a of a hard gap. Um, I, 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 I do agree that if you don't have to check, don't check. But um, I think travel insurance is mm-hmm. actually huge. And, you know, we've seen... Obviously, in the last week or 10 days, wow, airlines, you've seen the 737 MAX jets. You've seen the travel delays. You said, you know, to the point, don't check your bag if your bag is lost. If you've purchased travel insurance, all of those things are compensated and fixable. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you, Tammy and Steve, for joining us and helping us learn more about you and your business and the travel industry. Thank you both for your support of the Plano Chamber and the Plano Podcast. Um, Again, thanks for joining us. We also want to give special thanks to Legacy Texas for their partnership as the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse. If you would like to join Legacy Texas as a Plano Pulse sponsor and get your business in front of our listeners, please contact the Chamber for more information. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think. Download the Plano Chamber app for easy listening and share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode.